Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. Episode, I already forgot, 33, Painted Target Podcast. I am here with Billy Redhorse. He's been on the podcast before. He's a good friend of mine. Known each other for a little while now. He is, let me make sure I get this right. He is on Twitter, at Billy Redhorse. He's on Instagram, too. The Gentleman Mystic. He has gentlemanmystic.com. That's his website. And I'm I'm guessing they could get to your newsletter through the website, correct? That is correct. There's okay. a uh, there's a little uh, sign up bar on the right hand side, and of course, if if uh, folks follow follow us on Twitter, which they probably do, you know, every uh, every so often, I'll just throw out the flag that says, "Hey, I got a I got an email list." <laughs> yep. And you have, and I think because I just looked today before this, you have. Didn't you kind of redo that website? Because you have writing on that website that's not in the newsletter, right? Uh, the a lot of the stuff that's on the the website is is are you know blog posts and and yeah. essays that I've I have either are fresh or have uh, been around uh, you know for years and they really haven't seen the light of day. So you know I've. The, the stuff that I do, it tends to, or the stuff that, that shows up on the Gentleman Mystic uh, website at this point, it, I mean, it, it runs the gamut. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's yep. some of the stuff is, some of the stuff is, is, uh, I, well, you know, I, I, as I'm saying this, the kind of stuff that I write about, I, I, I purposely stay away from topical things. I like I like evergreen stuff. Yeah, you know, li- literally out in in the forest, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, informationally because you know if it's topical, you know then it kind of kind of loses its zing when uh, the next big thing has come up. So you know I, that's why I I talk about rocks and ceremonies and, and nice clothes and 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 good whiskey and friends and you know and, and things that are important. Well, and that comes back to, which I think is an interesting part about your work is, and this is, this could be somewhat hypocritical for me because I know that I have blasted out some tweets about destroying the mind and the ego and all this stuff, which I don't look at it like that anymore, but you know, it's about experience and we've talked about that many times, but like with you know, like you said, the nice things, the whiskey and all this, and I have my version of that stuff, but that's an interesting point because that's not, you know, that's not talked about in these circles. And I, I don't even, I don't even really consider myself spiritual or any sort of label that you want to put on it, but you know, life is about experience. So even in, even in these circles that, spiritual circles, whatever, uh, what do you want? You know, self mastery, you kind of can do this. You can't do that. It's all these boundaries. It's like a religion, but the reality is what do you, it's like, it says on your page. I mean, what, what are you doing in this lifetime if you're not experiencing stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, 
Well, the, the thing that gets so many people is that, you know, we live in such a binary culture. Yep. You know, it's, it's hot, it's cold, it's, it's big, it's small. Um, so when you, when people hear me talking about material, you know, air quotes here, material, uh, pleasures, they immediately run to, oh, you're just a damn hedonist. All you're talking about is greed and, and, and materialism and money. And, and anytime I hear someone say that, that guarantees to me one thing, and that's that they know absolutely nothing about the work that I do. And they're miserable. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And they're, 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 they're looking for justification. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, what, what, what about, uh, you know, what about hedonic adaptation? You, you, you get something and you like it and then it's not good enough anymore and you have to go get something else. And, uh, man, let me tell you, and I know you will understand what I'm talking about. I can sit and look at a tree for days. I don't need to go, okay, well, I've looked at this tree. Now I need to go find other trees to look at. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful thing to do, but it's, I, I, my view on, on, you know, the, the thing of hedonic adaptation or, uh, is that it, it shows a complete lack of uh, appreciation and gratitude for what's there. I don't need to have more all the time. I'm yeah. quite content to experience the same things multiple times, whether it's a physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And I, I much prefer um, things that are pleasant, things that are beautiful. You know, there are a lot of uh, folks out there and, you know, some of them run in our circles that uh, if they're not miserable, they're not happy. And that ain't my scene. Yeah. And it all comes back to awareness because if you, you can like nice things, you can, I said this on another podcast, I think almost this exact sentence is you, you can be involved. I have a lot of nice things myself and, you know, I don't talk about money online. I don't talk about the things I have or own. I have a lot of nice things and there's a difference between being aware of that. That's what you're talking about. And then being a hedonist where it's essentially just a dopamine chase Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it always comes back to just some sort of awareness. You know, these people that would come at you and, you know, say these things, it's, it's a lack of awareness because of con concepts. You know, that's a, that's a big thing for me is these program concepts of up, oh, he posted something about a shoe or whiskey. So he's blank, you know, that's mm -hmm. left brain thinking and they've actually proved that i'm reading a book right now about neuropsychology and they've actually proved that that you know that's what the left brain does as you know the right brain doesn't work in that realm but we see things we put it in a box and then we live in the box that's what politics is uh -huh. and it's just a disaster but you could just look at the post and say well the guy's drinking whiskey the guy's got nice this and that and then just leave it at that. <laughs> like it does yeah. exist. Well, you know, the, the focus of my work, you know, if, if, if that's the term that someone wants to use is simply to experience life to the fullest, to, to create experience and express beauty. Now, again, there, there are a lot of folks in this world, either intentionally or uh, maliciously or accidentally who are just so 
wrapped up in their isms and oh, their yeah. and their you know as, as you were saying you know before we pressed record you know labels and and boxes and and concepts and you know to me the whole purpose of this inner work is to hurry up and clear away all the distractions so that i can focus and spend my time on those things which matter which are beauty experience laughter um because this is a temporal the temporal contract we're working under we're not here forever yep so you know the the quicker the inner work is you know i, I can't even say achieved but that that the you, you do what you what you have to do to get rid of all of the pro programming and um, distractions of you know that we've inherited or that we've chased willingly then you can focus on the good stuff and when you're free and clear to focus on the good stuff, you, uh, you know, a little goes a long, long way. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's a question that I've asked myself. I've, I kind of contemplated this is how come you answered this already? And I know what it is because I had to stare at it for a long time is how come we're on this planet? We hit a certain age and you could say some of us, quote unquote, wake up. You know, it's just like you said, I hate all these words and these these definite. It's just a way to explain it. But you wake up, which means you realize, oh, shit, there is a such thing as me not being miserable, as not living in an ism, a concept, a program. But it's funny because why are we always in a position where we have to wake up? Like, why are we on this planet and having to spend, at least for me, you know, I feel like it took 30, what, three years to deconstruct and wake up. And, you know, I've had people tell me, shit, I had someone tell me today, you're lucky that it only took that long. But I, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had somebody, you know, today in their 80s essentially tell me that. But and I'm not complaining. I'm glad that whatever shift it all together to make it happen happen but it's interesting when you think about it because you're all it's like i i told you this before in uh in a message it's like you're in the super bowl and you're wondering what the rules are you know you're on this earth you're living it but you spend a quarter half or 75 percent or more of your life trying to deconstruct it to be free and mm -hmm. it's just a that isn't that's crazy when you think about it or you're like, you know, no offense to most of society, but you're like most of society where you don't even try the seed isn't there, so to speak. And you just you're born and you go to your grave as just stuck in a program. But the question, you know, I'll throw it over to you is I would say the answer to the question would be you have to deconstruct programming. This would be my answer. You have to deconstruct programming that you have gained over the years. There's survival in our genes. We don't live in that time anymore. There's no saber-toothed tiger chasing us. So the only answer I can find is that you're just deconstructing programming. But is there another answer? Well, there's. this can be approached from multiple perspectives uh, 
what tends to happen when people uh, have these awakenings or these these understandings that you know something is not right is they you know they wake up one morning and and it's the 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 proverbial is this all there is is this all there is to life good way to put it yep excuse me here while i cough (coughs) sorry about that um and for a lot of people they 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 take the way that they know and that's uh, they 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 go to religion whether it's the the religion of their youth or if they feel that the, the religion of their youth failed them they will you know seek out a new one and why people are so um, insistent on going first and foremost to religion is because most people and, and this is not a slight because it's human nature. Most people want certainty. Yep. Security. And, re- and religions of all stripes, for the most part, they they make their 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 paydays on certainty. You do you do this and this will happen. You don't do this and this will happen. And so that's why people you know immediately default to that. Now you know me, I don't talk about religion or politics or, you know, any of these things that, that end up causing more division and grief. Uh, So I'm not sliding anybody's faith. My point in this is that even still some folks will, you know, get in their, uh, their, uh, spiritual space or religious space and still feel like, you know, there's just something is still not right. Yeah. It's not enough. You know, a crisis of faith, if you will. And, you know, you, when you when you trade one delusion for another, I mean, the, the common thing is that it's still a delusion and to, to, to wake up and go, is this all there is? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll read a book and, uh, oh, well, okay, if I believe this, then this will happen. And then you, you have the same waking up of, but this doesn't feel right either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of a vicious circle. Yep. The, the thing that where the, 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 either the breakthroughs or the breakdowns occur is the, the willingness to look at things as they truly are. And to decide if it is worth the effort, the, the, I hate this word because so, so many of the guys these days love to talk about the struggle. You know, is it, is it worth the struggle? Is it worth the pain? Is it worth the sacrifice? Or just, you know, you have to get to a place where knowing what's real is more important than anything else. Yep. Um, you know, not, not truth, real, you know, we've, we've had our discussion in the past about, you know, real versus true, you know, real is real for everybody. Our truths are all unique. And the, you know, why do we do this was your original question. It's, we, you know, you're, you're right about getting rid of programming and, uh, you know, I speak of, you know, the inheritance of, of our culture and, 
and and our society and and the programming of our image makers. You know, the first and foremost, the you know our, our family and then then uh, the, the teachers when we're in school. And most people have good hearts. Most people want only the best for us. And most people have also had the same influences that we have had because because they, you know, they had influencers before them and their, their influencers had influencers. And there comes, you know, the ones that really start asking the tough questions that do, as you said, the inner work are the, are those folks who are, who will say, yeah, I don't care what it is. I just want to know what it is. Yeah. And that tends to, you, you, it, it can be boiled down into, uh, you know, who am I? What, what is, you know, what is the self? And then being able to, you know, to, to understand, okay, mind does this, body does this, emotions influence this, spirit this. You know, you said you're not spiritual. Um, I find you, uh, you know, I've, I've known you for a while now. And I've, I find you to be very similar to me in approach. That being, if you're anything, you're integral, you know, you're, 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 because you cannot break the individual components of a human down and only work on one of those components. Human beings are composed. We have a pentamerous nature, which means five basic aspects, spirit, body, emotions, mind, and creative, expressive that, that's the essence of the self. You know, you, you run into these folks that are, you know, spiritual, you know, they, they have the t-shirts, they have the, oh. uh, the graduation program and they, they inv- invariably, I mean, I, I, I don't, it's just so frustrating because it sounds like I'm being mean, but I was in a, uh, a, a new age bookstore in the Atlanta area yesterday. And almost without, without exception, at least 90% of the people in that store were visibly miserable. Mm-hmm. They were, they were overweight. They were obviously in less than good health. And you know, I'm not saying everybody needs to look like a Greek God or that they go to CrossFit every day, but the whole purpose of this stuff, this inner work is to fix, you know, I know you don't like fix, but to, uh, let's say, address, you identify yeah, and yeah. then correct problems. Yeah. So that, we, and so the problems can then be removed. Mm-hmm. So then we can circle back and do what the horse talks about, you know, trees, rocks, shoes, uh, naps, you know, important things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and the funny thing is, is I bet if you talk to any of those people, they'd say they love everything. Love is this intention, manifestation and all the bullshit spiritual mm-hmm. words that people use. And, and really the word has just kind of made me like disgusted because it's spun now so much into a trend, you know, the whole mindfulness and meditation. I mean, it's essentially a pressure release valve for people that are miserable. And, you know, it's a big West coast thing. You go, you go to a seminar out there and every single person is miserable, but you know what? They love everything. They got meditation t-shirts and their eye chi and all this bull crap, but none of them have ever sat in the fire and said, you know, 
like you said, sat in the woods. You know how many times I've sat in the woods and just sat there? Times I've been on mountains and been up here for all these years where there was no other choice besides asking those big questions. And this is this is a great topic because you're right about the integral. It's it's aware, it's int you know, that's shit. That's the name of my freaking website, you know, integrating awareness. Uh-huh. But the thing is, this is what I this would be my point of being online, kind of the point of the book and all these things is there's a middle space there. So you wake up one day and you say, like you said, there's something more. So we'll call that, you know, I think even um, I think even the Buddha said that, you know, once you start, once that little spark starts, you are not going to be content until you chase that down. So if you're lucky enough to get that spark, we'll call it the initial insight. That's what you want. But I think what's happening nowadays, and I'm, I'm curious to hear your side of this. And this is what I ran about online. My last huge tweet threads that I did, which actually a lot of people liked because they're thinking the same thing as me is the point I'm making is people get these insights. Okay. They would call it, there's a book called shit streams of wisdom by Dustin DePerna. I think it's his name. And he calls them state changes where you just have a state change. Something happens. You've had them. I've had them. Boom. You feel like what the hell, you know, it's an insight download, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you fall back into what you are. And the real place you want to get to is called a vantage point change, as he calls it, where you're basically your context of life changes. But here's the thing. These types, these spiritual types, you know, the popular ones, they have an insight. And then they skip everything in the middle, all the pain, all the inner work, staring at your demons, looking at your insecurities, going to a mountain, going to a cave, whatever your modern version of it is, you know, running across the country, whatever it is. And they go right to the to the love. And I don't have a problem with love or emotions or anything like this, but that's their word. So they get the insight. They skip everything in the middle and say, oh, well, you know. I love and that's just the ego and you know I love this person I had someone do that in front of me and this is why I, I get stuck on this topic and they were visibly angry at this other person they were so pissed at this other person but you know what they're spiritual so they were like oh well you know I just send them love and I love them no 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 listen listen you have to stop and look at why you're so pissed at that person. Stop saying you love them. Stop saying the cosmic unity's light vibration. No. Ask yourself why you are so pissed at that person. It'll come back to an insecurity in you. But that's my point is we live in a time now where I think a lot of people are skipping that inner work in the middle you know, the middle part of the path and they're just jumping right to the end. That's a difference between power versus force. Power is going the whole path. Force, like these little boys online that talk about all these little tricks and hacks and mindsets and all this, what that implies is you're taking a state that is not good and you're forcing it into something else. Be disciplined, be tough, 
be all this stuff, take a cold shower, fast, you know, all these cool little names, but you're skipping everything in the middle. And that's what I think the problem is, is it is now a force issue in the community where we could say the spiritual community and the, I get, what do we call it? You know, self improvement community where guys get online, they put the caps on their phone and they just scream all these things you should do, you know, be tough, look in the mirror and, and mindset and, and alpha and all this, but there ain't shit being done in the middle. So there's my rant on that. So give me, <laughs> give me your take. <laughs> give me your take uh, on that. Well, the you can rest assured that what you have observed is not a new phenomenon. Uh, this has been going on for as long as I have been even marginally aware. And you know, when I start looking at some of the uh, older texts. And even then, that's a joke when you when you start talking about something written in the 50s or the 40s yeah. uh, or even going back to some of the, uh, you know, the original theosophists you know, back in the late 1800s. Uh, it's again, it's human nature. And then when you compound it with the immediacy of our technological mm-hmm. state point. of affairs, yep. um, you take you're taking people that want to go from kindergarten to postgraduate in, in one fell swoop and then you're, you're putting it on steroids yep, yep. and then you combine it with the fact that our culture is, and this is, this is one of the, the things I will, I will, this is the, I'll plant a flag on this one is the, this constant damnable, frustrating tendency we have to not let people fail to, to experience setbacks without pointing at them and laughing and saying, you know, you didn't answer the question right, which is why, you know, that kind of ties back into what I was saying earlier about um, certainty. Oh, well, I don't want to raise my hand to answer the question because what if I answer wrong? And that same energetic carries over into all aspects of our life. So if we, you know, if we do go out into nature and, and, you know, we've heard about this thing called ceremony and we, you know, I I don't know how to do ceremony. I don't, I don't have a a teacher or a shaman or whatever to, to show me something. So I'll, I'll look at a book, but even then I know that I can't get uh, the the big energy of something out of a book. So I, and you know, they end up talking themselves in circles and then into just, just, you know, making it more frustrating than if they would just, Make an attempt and fail. Just do Make it. Make an attempt. Yeah, exactly. And you, you know, as we were discussing prior, uh, you never know. You, you, you ask for one, you might get offered three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a great that, that, point. There's, there's no context point. for that, folks. But trust me, it. it <laughs> <laughs> well, it ties into perfect what we were saying before this because you sometimes just have to do it. You know, what's the old saying shit or get off the pot. I mean, I'm thinking of these, I'm thinking of these sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time online now outside of just like the specific things that come my way. I don't, I don't do a lot of browsing on social media. I would almost argue I don't do any of it now, but I can remember a few months ago seeing a post from a few people and, it was a big breakdown of, I don't know, this guy went on a date and a, you know, a girl 
didn't do this or did do that. And he was like psychologically trying to break it down. And it, it reminded me when you were talking because that's kind of how it is now. So this guy, I swear he wrote a hundred tweets on the psychological why of this person acted the way they did. And the whole time you're reading this, you're thinking, my gosh, man, why don't you just walk into that date or whatever you were doing as who the hell you are and whatever way it goes is the way it goes. Who gives a shit what she thinks or anyone else thinks because you are who you are. You're sitting there trying to deconstruct this whole situation because she didn't call you back or text you back. You're just insecure and you're trying to justify it through psychoanalysis, you know, and that's where we live in nowadays. It's like you said, people don't want to go hit the mountain. They don't want to go do anything because, you know, they don't want to fail or they want to analyze it. And coming from someone like me, who I am an analytical person and have dealt with that before, where I just, it's too much exploring. It's too much thinking but that we live in this clown culture where, you know, nobody wants to try anything. Nobody wants to do anything except sit in a concept or something like that. And that's that's a heavy thing on social media, like you're saying, where it's somebody says something you don't agree. You immediately react because you're you're trying to prove a point. But here's the thing. Why would you have to prove a point? If you were secure in your point, mm -hmm. that's a thing. If I get a tweet where someone doesn't like me, I can't tell you how many times I'll get a tweet. I'll read the first two words and move on. It, it just, I don't care what you think. I'm not putting this stuff out there, you know, for your feelings. If I was, it would be a lot more happier than it is. But that mentality, I mean, like you said, I, don't, I guess that doesn't, exist anymore and it goes back into our topic of inner work of what if you have that mentality in this day and age and how are you going to ever do the real work mm -hmm. how you know so i don't know that kind of goes to like our next point is nowadays in modern times with everything we've just said for 30 minutes how does somebody listening really start down this path and what is the point of them starting down this path in 2019 well i can i cannot speak to anybody's uh, point or of or uh, purpose you know again that that goes back to my uh my position on meaning you know our our the the thing that is unique to every human that's ever uh, been born or ever will live is is you know the, the meaning of their life is the meaning they choose to give it. Now, for you know, why do people do this? What's you know, it, a lot of times it, it comes down to just very simply, they're hurting, they're yeah, in pain, you're they're, right. they're in pain, and they want some relief. And sometimes for a and for most people, uh, when they do get some healing, whatever that is, that's usually enough. And then they, they either modify their approach enough so that the pain doesn't come back. Or if it does, they've, they have found a way to uh, mute it or mitigate it. Or, you know, maybe if they're, if they're fortunate, they found a way to eliminate it or 
they boomerang back into it and just just accept that this is the way things are. You know, the the, the very yeah. negative aspect of you know it is what it is. Give up. Yeah, and you know, so you know, what, what was the old uh, quote of you know, uh, accepting a life of quiet desperation, mm. and it's and and so many people do that. You know, the, the, the subtitle of the book that I'm working on right now is transforming a life of your life of duty into a life of beauty. And so much of the pain that we uh, impose upon ourselves, it comes rightly or wrongly as something of, of, of a duty that we experience. You know, it ties back in early what I was saying earlier about, uh, you know, our image makers that have uh, shaped and formed us. Then there's, you know, one word that we haven't said, I don't think in this entire conversation, which is it's the, the, the big elephant in the room and that's expectations. You know, the expectations that we have on ourselves, the, the expectations that we place on others, the expectations that others place on us. And, you know, I know you've been in a relationship with women once or twice in your life and what is the quickest way in the world to have a fight start for, for there to be a miscommunication about expectations? Yeah, good and point. And that we, we have that at the core of our being. You know, we're, you know, like you were saying, we're expected to be tough guys. We're expected to be alpha. We're expected to always be, you know, out there hustling. We're expected, we're expected. And, you know, okay. I was 20 years old once to, you know, I was 30, I was 40. Yeah. You know, I hustled not as much as the hustlers today do. I, you know, well, I, they're not I, hustling anyway. They're well, all full of shit. Most of them. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I, I'm not going to, to, I'm not going to begrudge any, uh, anybody that's out there trying to do something to better themselves. But the, the thing that I will, you know, throw out there is a little gray way of wisdom is that if you're doing something and you're hustling and you're whatever, and it's not changing things, it's not moving the needle in the direction you want it to go. You might want to reconsider what you're doing, your motivation behind what you're doing and be deadly honest with yourself. Do you really want this change to begin with? Cause you know, the, the, the work, the, the, the healing, the transformation, it will not happen. Mark my words until you are absolutely in a place where you say, I can't live without it. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell people about being serious. And you put it in a lot better words than I do is it's you have to be serious. And I can remember for me personally, it was, I mean, there was many times that I, I had many times, especially in some previous work where I would just sit there and think, you know, there has to be a better way to live or to feel. Because the funny thing is, is I was living the lifestyle that essentially all these guys talk about online, you know, and I've always had, you know, the good money and the nice things and all this. And I worked hard and, you know, didn't do it through college, you know, did it the way that a lot of these guys talk about. It was really, I could easily go online and talk like these, you know, hustlers or, you know, whatever the hell they are. But it was funny because in the midst of that, I would still ask the question all the time, 
you know, it's not supposed to feel like this. I mm. was miserable. And I can remember being younger um, and f- I would just, I would do little side jobs or I would just do things. And I can remember always asking myself, why am I doing this? Like, what is the point? I remember one day I was like throwing bricks for like some side work in a neighborhood. I never forgot this. And I, I got up on the scaffold and I was like, what the hell is the point of this? Like, why, (laughs) why am I doing this? Like, it wasn't enough for me to just say money or like, you know, it's Monday, it's 9am, you should be working. I just would question everything. And it eventually hit a point where it worked in my favor. Because I started questioning my own mentality. And I would say, you know, it's I, I I'm bringing this up because I remember hitting the point, like you said, where there was I knew that I was not going to be able to stop until I found that secret, you know, that mystery, that key that you see. And I mean, my belief of what it is, which is mostly freedom from the mind. But. I can remember multiple times in my life where things would just be shit. So on the outside, it's all good. Materially, it's all good. But I would think there has to be a such thing as people being in these situations and not being miserable. Like Mm. how come my buddy can come over and not feel a damn thing that I'm feeling but he's in the same space I'm in. He's in the same, you know, let's say work I'm in, you know, same, all these things. But he's not feeling that at all. And all of a sudden, like we were talking about before, this little spark starts and you're like, wait a minute. There's actually a such thing as having a choice. Like that actually exists where I could wake up and say, man, today didn't go too hot, but I don't feel, I don't, I don't want to feel like crap. Like you start to realize there's a choice and I think that's when it starts to spread. And then like you're saying, you you just don't stop. And I don't, I guess we could try to define the actual definition of the inner work of just doing the contemplation of yourself or whatever. But for me, and I've said this online, excuse me, that's what it was. It was just, I wanted freedom. You know, that's what I wanted. I wanted freedom from mental torture. And I've had enough experiences. I've shared a lot of them with you to where it showed me it was possible. And there's just no way that I would say I'm, you know, at the whim of my mind anymore. You know, I I have feelings like anyone else does and get hit with things. And today isn't great or blah, blah, blah. But I'm not controlled by it anymore. Mm -hmm. So... You know, the whole point of that rant was I can remember those times and you're right. I just, I could not stop until I got it, so to speak. Well, the, it's, it is very important to circle back to what I was saying about the, the pentamorous nature of self. You know, I, it, it is my position and has been my experience that the inner work is only a slice of the total work. You gotta, you, you can't just, you know, a, a lot of the folks that we were, you know, maybe not being so nice about that uh, we're saying are miserable or, but they're, you know, they're full of love and light is that they are certainly working on one aspect of 
you know, the wheel of who they are. But you can't, I mean, just like the, the wheel on your truck, if it is out of balance, you get up to a certain speed and you're going to shake that truck to pieces. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens to individual human beings. We have to, you know, sure, you, you start with uh, either trying to understand or quiet the mind. And then maybe you're doing spiritual things. And But you've we have to recognize the the fullness of that pentamerous nature. And, you know, it, 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 as much as I talk about simplifying and streamlining, there still comes a point where you can only simplify so much. And, you know, you, if you break it down to those five constituent elements and yeah. focus on those as much as you can in a balanced way, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you know, you, you, you find that you're overweight and, you know, maybe you're not in the best of health and you're getting up and, you know, a little long in the tooth, well, then you need to start, you know, certainly as soon as possible, but even right now is the best time. If you didn't do it yesterday or 20 years ago, you, you start, uh, you start moving, you start consuming good food, you start getting rest, you know, all those physical things, you know, you start uh, doing the, you know, the inner mind work of, you know, you know, where, where are my thoughts coming from? You know, are they mine or did, 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 this just kind of pop up from, you know, the, the ethers or did it come from, uh, you know, CNN or, you know, did it come from a, a conversation I overheard standing in line at the grocery store? Yep. Yeah. Then there's the, you know, we, especially you know, men, we, we tend to downplay the importance of emotions because if you, if you experience, if you, you know, to some guys, the perfect thing is Mr. Spock, you know, the, the ultimate perfect stoic, you know, he, no emotions, you know, that's fascinating, Jim. And, or we've got the, the, again, the binary extreme of, you know, the, what we're calling the soy boys these days who were, you know, whining and, and whimpering about everything. You know, again, you, you alluded to the middle, you know, the middle, well, you know, the Buddha was on the right track, the middle path, the yeah. middle way. Because that's where balance is. Balance, you know, unless you have some unusual cantilever thing going on, uh, you know, balance doesn't doesn't look like, you know. And as I'm saying this, balance doesn't necessarily mean symmetry, but it is an energetic balance that we must look for. And the, I don't care what kind of work you're doing. If, if you're, if your goal is to understand you, to understand life, to understand and, and heal or, you know, any variant thereof, the first thing you've got to do is start, you know, labeling and identifying things. And then you have to get ruthless with what you are willing to toss out of your life. Yeah. And that's that I use the word sometimes of just deconstruction you know Mm -hmm. you have to deconstruct you have to deconstruct things like you say you find them and then you have to stare at them and be ruthless where people i think mess up and i've described it as you have to put the puzzle on the table you have to take apart every piece look at all the pieces see what's jacked up see what's not but then you have to blow the whole thing off the table so I think where people get messed up, like we said before, is they sit in a circle of analysis and it just never ends. It's like um, 
in many ways, I'm probably very much a philosopher because I just look at things and think and deconstruct and blah, blah, blah. But a problem with a lot of philosophers is it never ends. There's no, it's just a think, 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 the circle, the circle, the circle, it's a think. But I would say to blend this somewhat, you know, uh, philosophical slash spiritual blend is, you know, you deconstruct, find all the parts, which ends up finding the truth or the reality, whatever you want to call it. And then you just let go of the whole damn thing. And then Mm -hmm. the second you do that, you have a place to rebuild, number one, but you're not tied to it anymore. And that that's another thing that motivated me. And, you know, I'm not a fan of that word either. But another thing that pushed me on this path was I always knew that there was a piece to every situation or to my life or to things that happen. That's kind of like the linchpin. Like if you just find that piece the rest of it falls apart, whether it's, oh, I guess I'm insecure about blank and I just never wanted to admit it. Boom, pull that pin out, the whole thing falls apart in a good way. Mm -hmm. So I've always believed that we have that. And if you have a somewhat analytical, scientific, whatever, you know, context, but also you've done some work. You can look deep, dig down, blah, blah, blah. You know, if someone makes me angry, I'll stop and I'll think, what in the world is really going on? You know, what is it really? Oh, okay. At one point in my life, I did that. That's why I'm pissed off. It's a projection. Boom, pull that pin, the whole thing falls apart. There's no problem anymore. So I've always believed that that does exist. Like you said, is you be, if you're ruthless enough, but here's the problem, and you already know where I'm going with this especially with these kids online, you know, I'm saying kids like, I'm, you know, I don't mean it like that. It's just these guys that are all teachers now is they are unable, you know, to look at those things because the second they look at them, oh shit, I'm not alpha. Oh shit. I'm not masculine. Oh, I got to take down my alpha masculine, you know, tomahawk, whatever the hell they're naming it website because I just found I have an insecurity. It's like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you, find that and then you can remove it. But you you see that with a lot of these, I don't know what, whatever they be called these, these, you know, man leaders or whatever, where man, let me tell you, you say something against them online and they will spend a thousand tweets trying to prove themselves right. It's like, look, you're not doing the work. You know, so you have to be ruthless and you have to look at it, but you also have to look at the bad parts, the insecure parts, because we all have insecurities. You know, we, we all it's it's all there. So that's where I think the part that's kind of missed a little bit is you have to look at the things that maybe don't make you feel like such a man, you know, because the minute you look at them and you're ruthless, they go away. And someone said that to me the other day. I I said, I responded to him and I said, eventually you'll hit a, let's just call, I don't want to say level because everyone's on their own path, but you hit a space eventually where you don't even have, it's like, I think the Buddha said it, the choiceless choice. You don't even have to deconstruct it. You just look at it and it goes away. Mm -hmm. And the guy said something to me like, 
well, do you really believe that? It's like, yeah, I believe that. That's why I said it, number one. And then number two, it makes perfect sense because these things are popping up from the subconscious like, hey, give me attention. But if you stare at them and like you said, you're ruthless, you're just you're giving them this look like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. You think they're going to stick around? It's like shining a flashlight on a bat or something. You know, it doesn't stick around. Well, one of the um, one of the things that was a, a very painful but very telling and at, over time very healing uh, realization for me was, you know, um, I, I've never been you know a violent person. I've never, you know, I mean, I, I, I I'll you know, back in my youth, I would bust up, uh, bust up a piece of furniture if I got mad at it, you know, cause when I'm, I'm trying to, trying to screw a leg on and I, I'm, I, you know, drop the screwdriver and just, you know, yeah, and, normal stuff. Yeah. 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 When you're, you know, you know, when you're in your twenties, but there was, there came a point where, especially with the, the you know, the, the dynamics of human interaction where someone would say something to me and even if they didn't know me, I knew me and I knew how I thought I was supposed to respond. And so, you know, somebody says something, you know, less than flattering. So, you know, about me, you know, the way I'm dressed or, you know, whatever that would have pissed me off when I was in my twenties. And then, but one time I got to a place where before I spoke, I stopped. And I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Yeah, that's why, huge. Yeah. Why am I? And, and this is all going on in a microsecond yep. in my mind. And, yep. and I'm, I realized I'm doing this because this is what I've always done. Yep. And this is what I, this is what is expected of me at this moment in time. And then, you know, it was at that moment that something shifted. Dare I say something cracked, something broke. Yep. And in a good way that, okay, I don't always have to, to, to replay these, these tapes, these expectations, these, um, uh, programs yeah, <laughs> again, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And you know, that's, and the thing that scares a lot of people, especially if you've made, had some major insights in your life, you know, some major, uh, uh changes and, and healings and, 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 you know, generally moving in a much better direction is it you know we the, the learning curve or the experience curve is probably the better way to say it when this work begins for anybody is that you know you start making uh change after change insight after insight uh healing after healing and then you know you, you start to understand what you know what it feels like to have real power you know yep, in yourself and is. in your life yeah. and then and then you hit the plateau and then, and then even after all of these wonderful things, you wake up one day and you have the original question that started it all. Is this all there is? Mm -hmm. You know, that's you know, my, my tagline is there is always more. Yeah. And when we can have a peaceful acceptance of that truth, of that verity, that there is always more, then the the pressure to perform the pressure to be, you know, on the one hand, you know, like the young bucks doing whatever, 
or you know when you get up and you know to my age and you know becoming the uh, the young elder or the the sage or, you know, whatever you want to call someone that does what I do. Um, you know, I understand that, okay, I've been here 58 years. My grandpa is in his eighties. There's always going to be that yap of, of age and experience. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm certainly old enough to be your dad. And you know, when you start getting with some of these young guys out there, I'm almost old enough to be their grandpa. But the, that understanding that, that experience of, you know, of living, of uh, collecting the scars of, um, you know, that the, the constant, you know, with some people, it bums them out. You know, they, they want an ultimate answer. Yeah. They want an, they want an ultimate resolution. And, you know, again, that's that's why some folks uh, you know follow paths that give them those answers and resolutions. Uh, it has become a, a point of delight for me to know that I'm never going to have all the answers, that I'm never going to know all the experiences, that no no matter how many kin uh, shows or, or, or enlightenment events occur in my life. It's it's not even a a, a, a a parenthesis in eternity to you know quote uh, uh, what was his name Joel Goldsmith I think oh there's the book right there a parenthesis in eternity Joel S Goldsmith that's one if you've never read you you should look it up <laughs> yeah well and in a lot of ways it's it's you know we don't need you don't really need the the ultimate answer it's in some ways i think the answer i think there is an ultimate answer but it almost might be like well the ultimate answer is there is no ultimate it's like being okay Mm -hmm. with if in other words if there was an ultimate answer you know i think they call that what do they call that in science like the unifying the the unified unified theory theory or something you know it's almost like well if you had that how would your experience of life be, you know, it, I feel like it would almost be kind of stale. So you you have to have a little bit of polarity, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, the, you know, the, the thing of it is, it's a lot like magic tricks, Mr. Mr. Gray. If if you knew how the trick worked, it wouldn't be magic. Yep. And when, yeah, if we got to the place where we had the, 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 ultimate be all answer, it would probably be a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure I it would be, I, I, I like my magical life. I, I, you know, it, if I didn't have this, this way of living, you and I would have never known the other existed. Yeah. And you know, we, the, the, the beauty of, uh, you know, a walking outside when it's, ridiculously hot and you're sweating and you're going, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm not enjoying this sweat, but you know, ain't it amazing that my body can cool itself and that I can, that the temperature is uh, uh, acceptable enough that I can be out in this heat. And, you know, that's not just looking for something to try and to justify something and make it okay. I really cleave to those types of experiences, to those types of insights, because 
when I'm when I'm you know feeling a, a bead of sweat run down my forehead, I'm not focusing on silliness like arguing on Twitter. Yeah, or bills not, and yeah, or you know, crap. wondering is is my house going to sell, or you know, am I ever going to be able to buy this new car I wanted? Because you know, it, it's and again, I said you know, some folks I think they just signed up for the simplest, you know, just you know, tell me tell me where I work and what to do, and I'll do it. And you know, God bless them if that brings them the kind of joy that I experience more power to them. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that, you know, you, I I could stand on a street corner and and hold up a sign and say, I have all of the answers to all of your questions seriously. And there would come a point where, you know, you're not going to have all the answers. You're not going to, and the answers that you give people, they're not going to want to hear because I know you've experienced it. When you start talking about the, the, what's required of doing the inner work, you know, that's no, I don't, I, you know, give me a mantra, man. Give me a, you know, tell me, tell me a, how to change my diet and give me a pill or something. You know, yeah. I want the t-shirt. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I, I get a lot of, <clears throat> and I admittingly get kind of annoyed at it. I, I get a lot of messages like that where it's, you know, it's, it's these, these questions of just, you know, well, I'm doing this and I'm manifesting that and I'm doing meditation five times a day. And then I tell myself this and my toes are facing the east and all this shit. And I'm like, you know, you're looking for answers and concepts, but maybe there really isn't supposed to be this answer. And then there's the other element of it that says, you know, it's like you can have whatever you want if you just dropped all that stuff right now. It, it really is kind of playtime, you know, because you're just playing in these things to try and find the thing. But what the heck is the one thing? You know, what uh-huh. what is it? And nobody knows. So like you said, it's pain relief. It's It's pressure valve. And really, I don't say this a lot, but I think there is a stage in the path where people might need that a little bit. Maybe it's physical uh, exertion. Maybe it's supplement. I don't know. But sometimes you do need to, you know, pop a little hole in the, in the, in the, you know, water balloon for a second. So it expands. You need to hit it with the, hit it with the uh, sledgehammer. And that's why some people do psychedelics and, you know, things like that. But if you think you're going to find some unified, you know, hack or answer, I don't know if it's there. And honestly, when I see that, when like I'll have people respond on threads or on things I do like, oh, you know, check this out. Four ways to be blank. It's like, my gosh, man, I I wish I could just shake them and be like, you realize how much of just a conceptual joke that is where. Well, do these four things and blank happens. You know, you put yourself in a box. I mean, four hacks to live life better. I'm a life coach and all this crap. It's like, what? it is just beating around the bush. You mm-hmm. know, go outside, sit in the woods for two hours with no phone and just sit there. And maybe something will happen. Go for a run 
when it's 110 degrees outside and don't stop. You want hacks, you know, go do it. Go do something. But like you said, we said early on, we're looking for these things. We're looking for these shortcuts. And I think with the inner work, I, I don't think it's available. I think you have to stare at the demons. And another good point you brought up when you're talking about, you know, being outside in the heat, the sweat dripping down your faces. We spoke about this a little bit before we recorded where that's something that I feel too where it's just these little things, you know, it's these little, <clears throat> if you, I actually, I think I said this in exact words. If you were to ask me what I think is the most interesting thing about just waking up one day and saying, man, this is not the way to live. Like this is something is off is seeing those little things. It's uh-huh. having, like I said, two bad days and then wake it up on the third day and in the snap of a fingers, everything changes and you're standing there going, my gosh, you know, I just sat there for two days miserable and in one ping of on my cell phone, everything changed. So once you're able to see that and really integrate that, as we said, you're like, oh man, life is, you know, life could be, it could be crazy, but it's pretty awesome. And then one other point to what you said was about the seconds you would spend before a reaction, you know, that is true freedom. And that is Uh a huge part of my message is people don't understand that there is technically a space between, you know, stimulation, somebody did this and response. It should be response, not reaction. Most of us react. Uh And if you have that space there, even if a two second space where you go, man, I don't really feel like dealing with this person and you just, okay. You know, the minute you do that, man, you talk about power. I, I, it's unbelievable. I had that happen not too long ago. Somebody was trying to talk to me about health who had all the degrees and all the, all this stuff, but they just, you know, were, they were not in shape, no idea what they were talking about. And they were trying to tell me this stuff. Uh And I can remember for a split second going, man, I just want to go off on this person because they are so wrong and they're trying to throw in my face and then it just kind of disappeared and I'm like well the thing is is you have to care enough about this person in order to respond or react to them and as bad as it sounds it's not that I don't respect them or treat you know if they were on the side of the road and needed help but I don't really care enough you know, and that's a bad way to put it care, but it, you know, it's not important enough. So, you know, that's real power that that's the point of doing this. I think that's a big point doing this. Well, that's, you know, where I, in, in the past, I've you know introduced you to the concept of, uh, uh, instead of being, um, uh, oh boy, just talk about a brain fart here. Um, not not disconnected, um, unattached. not attached. Yeah, yeah, being unattached as opposed to detached. Yeah, yeah. The to be to be detached is just so. To me, that's kind of a life negating expression of that energy. Whereas to be unattached is, you know, yeah, you care about 
if you choose to, you care about the situation, but you you don't you, you don't have you don't have an investment in it that it it can it, you will only be happy if it turns out this way. Yeah, that's what you were talking yeah. about with the with the ping. You know, you know what was different before and after. You know, some electrons came through. Okay, it gave you some information, but you could have you could have been just as happy for the, the prior two days. Yeah. You know, yeah. We one of the things that causes, you know, and I am as guilty of this as anybody, is to we think that we're special. <laughs> We think yep. that there is there is some, you know, if we if we could just find the right teaching or the right teacher or the right event, we're special enough that it would it would be an instantaneous yeah it would all uh, work know, out parting of the of the of the skies and 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 everything would be in maximum high def technicolor and and we would always be happy and this would be so wonderful if because we're so special and. You know, it's it's kind of like with elite level athletes. You know, they're the the, the kind of people that you, you know whatever they're doing, they don't really even have to work at it. Yeah. And and we look at those athletes, and and that's who we model ourselves after. And if we don't if we don't train the way they train and eat the way they eat and and take the supplements that they take and and you know party the way they party, we'll never be like them. You're I don't care if you did everything they did, you're not going to be like them anyway. You know, they're yeah. outliers. They're yeah. outliers. And there are outliers in every discipline. So in, instead of in, instead of aspiring to to you know to uh, Marcus Aurelius or you know or you know any of the great philosophers or Stoics or or, or you know Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, you know, just just aspire to be as patient as a tree. And that I, I know. If, if someone had told me that when I was in my 20s, I would say, what kind of hippie shit is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there, when you, you, I mean, just look at it. You know, trees, you know, wind blows, they're good with it. Sunshine. Yeah, it's just nature. They're good with it. Yes. They don't give so, a shit. So just, you know, take, you know take, the, take the nutrients from the soil, enjoy the rain. Oh, wow, man, autumn's coming. Time for me to take off my coat and go to sleep. Yeah, there's a lot to learn, in oh. and and I've had those experiences before where, and I think I even wrote about this once where I would be up in in my place, you know, it's beautiful up here on the mountain, and I'm in I'm in you know I'm looking at something I don't know a paper or a computer and it's you're sucked in and what the hell and you're pissed off, and then I would look outside and it's just this beautiful view and the trees are moving in the wind and you just go golly man if i went out there right now none of these problems would exist because it's not out there as they say you know it's just i'm mentally blowing something up and but do you think if you were standing next to a tree or even another person that they would care you know, that's enough proof right there to say that, you know, this, a lot of this stuff is mental, but if it's mm -hmm. mental, that means that you can, you know, change it, so to speak. And I've had times like that, you know, I was waiting on something in the mail for a long time, something that made a big deal, you know, there's a long story, I won't get into it. And 
everything changes when you check that mailbox and get that paper. But then when you drive back to your house, what's changed? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, life isn't coming after you like people think. Life is just life. Nature is just nature. You know, a tree gets cut out of the ground and then it just grows back in a few years. You know, it's it just it is what it is. And we can learn from that. But we want to control so much that we lose control. And that's that's the that's the interesting thing. And I said that to you earlier is it's like the it, it this is probably one of life's biggest secrets or teachings is. If you really want something to work out, sometimes you got to let go. And if you let go, I would say in the top percentile, things work out. But that's against everything we're ever taught, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Well, that circles back to the, you know, what I was talking about with our culture and not not being allowed to to fail and not being allowed to, you know, if, if, if. one of the wisest things that was ever said to me was said to me by a friend many years ago. She said, you know, if you, cause I was, I was quite, you know, it was the beginning of my, my quest and just bum fuzzled about something. And she said, you know, if you don't know what to do, sometimes you don't have to do anything. That's a good point. Yeah. Just, you know, just, and, and that doesn't mean that that's a, a forever state. But, you know, sometimes you just, as you were saying, let, you know, let loose the reins, have a little bit of confidence. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I don't even want to say faith, just have confidence because, you know, you, 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 you are confident that even though it may be like it is here in Georgia right now and, you know, the second week of September, it, it should be cooler than it is. It was almost 100 degrees today. Yeah. It's hot but I am, too. I'm very confident that within the next couple of weeks, you know, I already see leaves falling off the trees. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, you know, autumn is coming. Be patient. Be confident. And life is like that. The inner work. I know how we keep coming back to to that phrase. Um, it it happens, but you can't force it. One of the greatest uh, analogies I've ever heard, and I I use it freely, is you know you 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 want to plant something and you want it to grow. Well, you, you plant this little seed in the ground and you water it and you give it sunlight and you look at it and, you know, after a day, two, three, five days, suddenly there's this little green shoot coming up out of the ground. Well, our tendency is to want to help it along. So we grab that green shoot and we want to pull it to make it grow faster. What happens? You pull it out of the ground. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, that, that is applicable across situations. You know, you let things take time things work in their own time and at their own pace now that doesn't mean that there are not things that we can do to assist and uh, you know quite frankly sometimes we plant seeds for something that once we have the uh, the end result we go i was trying to grow corn but this is a tomato yeah we we you know we made a mistake up front and that, you know this is the kind of thing that you just have to you know okay you know, live and learn. You, 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 you made a mistake. You failed. You and you know, but but we're not supposed to fail. We're not allowed to. It, it means that we're substandard. You know, that the whole thing of not caring. You know, it's you know being unattached and just. I mean, you, none of us are going to get out of this life alive. Just you know, 
enjoy what I when I talk about mindfulness, you know, being in the moment, that's what I'm talking about. Our lives are a series of collected moments, you know, little slices of time, <coughs> little little perspectives of th- you know, things that we can that we can sit and think about or we can experience them and just let them go. And, and you know, most Zen creatures on the planet are dogs. Man, oh, yeah. Dog, you know, dog goes for a walk, wants to smell a tree, and you know, and, and you you pull the dog away, and the dog doesn't want to go. But as soon as you get to the next tree, dog is on to the next tree. You know, and life can be that simple and that joyous, and you know, that's just to me. You know, the, the whole we started this with. You know, what's the point of the work? That's the point to not. To not be a slave to the moment, you know, to experience the moment in a good way, not to be a slave to the moment or to expectations about things or to misunderstandings about things. uh, Yeah, because the minute and it is one thing I do agree with a lot of this modern spiritual stuff is realistically the minute you the minute you are not technically and i don't like to say it's so cliche now but the the minute you are not in the moment that means you're in the past or the future two things uh-huh. that don't exist and that's when you get tortured and that's when you are a dog on a leash or whatever to the situation because of that and i mean i think it's a good place to to end this where i mean the point is to be free that's the point. It's just, it sounds so mystical and so, you know, esoteric in many ways, but it's essentially, it's like I've said before, it's like asking why in everything you do. So if I wake up tomorrow and I'm pissed off, why am I pissed off? Oh, I'm pissed off because of this. Boom. It disappears. You pulled the pin, the pressure point falls, everything crumbles. Now you have a better day. So in some ways, you know, we may be on the field playing, but being aware of why we're playing would be the point, you know, if you want to use the word the point. But, you know, I, I just it was a topic I wanted to bring up because I asked myself, somebody that's been for basically three straight years doing this stuff, and I had the opportunity to take you know, essentially like a quarter life retirement to look at this stuff, especially with where I live, which is the perfect setup for it. And realistically, that's what I've learned is that we are a lot more um, tortured than we think. You know, when you're online arguing about political candidate, I mean, you're asleep. You, Uh you, You don't you are stuck in a program trying to prove a point that in the long run isn't going to serve a purpose at all. 